Ask the Podcast Coach for April 25th, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Always good to be back on Ask the Podcast Coach. We made it through April. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we made it through April. And, and a reminder, you could be sponsoring today's pof, uh, coffee pour. I think today's the last day or last Saturday, right? The last and Saturday, this, yeah. It's still... The, go ahead. It's still com slash sponsor. And... and uh, we could you be- could sponsor the mug, too. You could send that to me as well for your podcast. Well, if you sponsor the poor, you get this. You just send me the mug. You don't have to. N- nothing extra there if you want to do that. And we'll talk about uh, through the month of May. We'll talk about uh, you and whatever copy you sent to us. Keep it reasonable. But you can sponsor it. So ask the podcast coach dot com slash poor. No sponsor. Sponsor. I was going to make it poor. You should have made Holy it poor. Cow. Next time. You want to know what this is up to, Jim? I haven't looked yeah. in a while. Yeah. What do you think? Last week it was uh, like 41. 58. 62. Oh, nice. Okay. So this is well, a fun little experiment. Yeah, it was. The, the reason we're kind of, di- I, you wouldn't probably normally disclose what you, right. know, you make off of it, but it has been a, a little bit of an experiment for us just to just to try it out. So it will be sponsored for, for May. So someone yeah. will will win that bid and we'll, we'll be talking about UMA. So I'm looking forward to that. Whoever does, Dave, well, I'll probably need to get some copy from them so I yeah. can read that when we're doing it. Yeah, well, once once we get it done, yeah, because it'll be over in, do we have 30 or 31 days in April? I guess I can uh, click January, on January, February, March, April, 30 days. Yeah, 30 yeah. days. So when yeah, that's 30. over, that will automatically, I forget the name of the plugin. It's like WP Auctions or something like that. And you'll pay via PayPal and then I will contact you and say, what would you, you know, what do you want us to say? Blah, blah. What website? We'll probably have some sort of uh, banner that will go up on the screen. We'll we'll do it up. That'll be fun. I'm, I'm kind of looking yeah. forward to it. It's, fun. Well, this is what's kind of fun about podcasting is as much as we try to preach, you know, plan and know who your audience is and things. Like, there are times when you just go, I don't know. Let's see what happens. You know, it's like, well, what's going to we're saying it could happen. We throw it up there and like, well, we're going to talk about you for a whole month. And we made, you know, $3 and 85 cents, you know, and I was like, yeah. I, I put a minimum of 20. I was like, let's start at 20. That's five bucks a week. So yeah. will you restart the bid for, yeah. So let's talk about this real quick. So do you, do you restart the bid? We haven't decided yet. So we're yeah. kind of thinking through this and let it bid again. Or do you give first right of refusal to the current person Ooh. who did it right to say, Hey, look, same, you could sponsor it again, same price or, and we won't put it to bid or, we're going to put it to bid. So that, 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 that would probably, I think that would be for the, for the advertiser that would probably give them the ability then to kind of hold that space. It's interesting. Are there other spots in the show then that should have <laughs> advertising, right? The, and, uh, the awesome sponsors part of the show today is brought to you by <laughs> Toastmasters 101.net. Sponsoring the sponsors in the sponsorship. <laughs> the morning poor Talk about the sponsorship. That's right. It's brought to you right. by the average guy.tv. Yeah, there we well, go. But I think from, from an advertising standpoint and for advertisers, that's nice. That's a nice to say, <clears throat> okay, you, you have the bid. It, you're going to keep it as long, you know, you lock it at this rate. You're going to keep it at that rate for as long as you want to do it. I think that's what Dave does over at Cigar Authority is he sets some limits and he's like, hey, this is the price you're going to get. As soon as you drop it, price goes up. And you're you're not going to mm. get it at this price anymore. So it's kind of a legacy kind of locks them in. He has a ton of ads, and they still get a ton of listens. So it's that's interesting. It, I I wouldn't think that would make any sense. I mean, they've got three spots in their show that have probably six or seven commercials in them. I I was surprised. I started playing with my Logical Weight Loss podcast, which I've said I'm kind of like I, I go in and out of phase with that. Some days I like it, some days I don't. Uh, right now, I'm kind of getting back into it, but I started using VoxNest to put ads. So when I talk about it's horrible, you get point zero zero one seven cents per download. That's how I know that. But I started then at one point, I was like, well, let's see if I really jack up the ads. Like, do I get a, a drop off? 
Mm-hmm. And so far, I have a pre-roll, I have a post-roll, and one episode I put two in the middle. And I was like, because to me, that's obnoxious. Yeah. I'm like, let's yeah. make it obnoxious. And then I, I said, um, for patrons, they get, because I have a Patreon for that show. We'll talk about that a little later. That would cause a little snafu. But they get it advertising free. Because I'm not picking the ads. It's, you know, it's progressive insurance. It's whatever, you know. And it, so far, you know, now I'm not going to do that every week. Although if it's not going to cause a problem, maybe I will because it's another point zero zero one seven cents. You know, when you, that show has like between three and four thousand downloads an episode. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, I think my last payment was like forty two bucks. And I was like, better than a poke in the eye, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Should we should we give them first offer? I would. I, my my recommendation would be that whatever this bid is, and then and so and it locks it in. Yeah, and if and they, they get first right of refusal. Yeah, and then if each. they if they tap out, yep. then we go, fire up back the to bid. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, goes idea. back to bid. And you would think from an advertising perspective, then that would raise the bar on because we've already determined. Now it's the first one, so did it really set a bar? I, that's up for debate, right? But. So let's just say it's 50 bucks, right? It's set the bar at 50. Yeah. Do you, then you probably set the next time you put it out for bid, you probably set it not at 20, but at 50, yeah. right? Because that was the last level that it that it was at. A little inside baseball, like you would never talk about this on your show no. to your audience, but you guys are all podcasters and you guys get the deal here. And and that's why we do this. It's a good, you know, kind of think it through. So yeah. I think you would set it at 50 the next time it would bid at 50 and if it doesn't get picked up then you start dropping at five dollars or ten dollars on the bid and then uh, until it does banks brings up a point it also has to be worth the tax liability so think about it if we if what i say 62 so for me i look at that instantly and go all right 62 minus 1860 is uh, we'll just call it 20 bucks so it's 42 because i would say 30 percent goes to uncle sam well, if you're not from in here in the United States, it's from tax purposes. If you're not like if you don't have any other ads or you're not doing any other contracting work or if you say you're a W-2 worker at this point. Again, I'm not a tax advisor and this is not tax advice. Okay? Right. Once you start taking stuff like this, then you go into a self-employment category and your taxes get more expensive. If you're using a tax preparer or you're using one of those tax pieces of tax software. So. You know, if you're going to do this for one, if you're going to do advertising and collect it for one like this, yeah, Banks is right. You got to kind of make sure it's worth your time and your your money because otherwise you may not make enough to even cover the expenses of it uh, yeah. to get it done. But you, Dave, you're you're already in that. You're already in that boat, right? You're fi- you're filing. Oh, yeah. You, you Yeah. I haven't so done my taxes was, yet because they gave the deadline. I should have done it anyway. I might do that this you weekend. You should have. Um, yeah, and then Gabe asked a great question. How on earth? Do you guys keep up with this? And yeah. I'm going to share my screen. Um, while you're, I, I yeah, just, while you're doing that, let me just say we keep up. Dave and I keep up doing this because we do it. Like we do all of it. We. It's why I. I. It's why I have an account at every single podcast host company yeah. that's out there, so we can stay up on it all. You are looking at my, and I. I don't. I go here when I run out of ideas from my audience. This is a thing I found from uh, James Cridlin called in O. So it's in O reader.com. And if I open up the podcast folder, I made, you can see these are all one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, And we'll call it 20, 20 different websites that I look at along with Dave Weiner's blog. It's not in here. I currently have 726 things. If I wanted to, you know, Blueberry team members featuring. So it's different podcasts, different websites. Magellan tracks industries increasing their podcast. So I look at this and and I also am subscribed to Podcast Movements newsletter, Pod News. And so the question is, how do I keep up with this? The answer is I don't. There's a lot of stuff that I'm like, there's only 24 hours in a day. But I try to get as much news coming to me. Let me share my screen one other time here. I just, I, I cannot get away from wanting to start a local podcast. I just want to give it a shot. And I started one and then the whole virus hit. And it was like, I'm kind of tired of reporting on how many people died in some county. But yeah. I went over and I have a folder called Akron. And NO Reader also lets you subscribe to Facebook pages. So there are apparently a number of these. So this, I cleared it out last night. Now I've got, okay, some sort of thing coming up on the screen, but you can see I have all these sources now, and this is news about Ohio and news about Akron, Ohio, 
So it's either, you know, somebody got shot. They're bringing. What's, what's the name of this again, Dave? In O reader. I N O reader.com. I, I used to use uh feedly. Right. And then James Cridlin uses this to assemble pod news. And uh, I was like, hmm. And I just, because I was like, I was having a hard time finding news I wanted yeah. to report on. Yeah. And I spent 20 minutes setting up these different websites and such. Like here, you can actually set up a Google search as a, that comes in. So this is the results of news of Akron, Ohio in Google News. And so... It comes here, and then what's great is I've, I went through the other day and starred some of these. So you can see here, because I'm tired of, rec- uh, and you can have it displayed in different ways, but you can see here on my screen now, instead of having just lines of text, I'm having big pictures and blocks. So I can see they canceled the uh, marathon that you can see some of this is old podcasting stuff. But if I want something that I want to re- like, hey, I need to flag this, that I'm probably going to put it on the show. I give it a little star and it shows up here in the upper right hand corner. So it makes it really easy to do this. In some cases I used to click on this and then send it to Evernote. I'm a big Evernote fan, but that's a tool I use. So just that question, how do I keep up? Number one, I don't, there's a lot of stuff that I listen to pod news every day. Uh, James does a great job. I don't, Oh, there's another one. I want to say her name is Shay. Hmm. Podcast free. It's, it's a, it's not a typical name. But she's a reporter that's now gotten into podcast. I met her podcast movement. And so it's, uh, yeah, Bang says RSS strikes again. Exactly. It's super duper powerful. And so I have all that stuff come into to me and I just kind of browse through it. And the stuff I like, I star. And then when it comes time to do the podcast, I look at the starred stuff and go, okay, out of these, you know, 10 things, what five of these really make me want to tell somebody about them? And then it's just me like I, I was funny because I found I've also been signing up. A lot of politicians are now doing online meetings. So like mm-hmm. yesterday, I listened mm-hmm. to the uh, governor of Ohio and then I listened to the mayor of Akron and I made for my show. I said, here's a fun drinking game. Every time the mayor says, that's a good question. Everybody have a little chug. I said, you'll be <laughs> wasted by the time you listen to this because yeah. somebody would be like, how do we do the such and such? And he'd go, that's a good question. And I'm like, okay, enough of that. So, um, that's have, it. There's um, her name, Sky Pillsbury. Okay. Thank you. I knew it was not traditional, which always brings back the question: What happened to Mrs. Poppin' Fresh? Remember when there was a Mrs. Poppin' Fresh? No, uh, totally tangent. I know. We'll we'll go back to yeah. podcast. Okay. There used to be for a while. There was a Mrs. Right. Poppin' Fresh, and then she just disappeared. I'm like, I don't know. Is like, is there blood on the hands of you know Poppin' Fresh? I don't. Anyway. Meanwhile, I know Orville Redenbacher. I mean, I, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one I recognize. But that's that's all I got. Yeah. They do have they do have some pricing on on this in a reader. Um, yeah. If you throw up my screen really quick, twenty. Oh. I assume you're on the free plan. Dave, I'm, I'm the, not. I paid. Okay, so and it's twenty bucks a year, which isn't bad, no. right? Yeah. Uh, and did you did you do the twenty annual? Is that yeah. The, that seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, I was like, I will take it. And then fifty for the most popular. That gets you the fifty a year gets you unlimited. The the twenty a year gets you five hundred subscriptions. So yeah. even it's worth spinning the tires at one fifty. That that for most people to get started one hundred and fifty feeds it probably is a lot. Yeah, be good enough to get you going. Yeah, yeah. Brett says you know reader is a very powerful product. It's like a funnel for information. Exactly. You can create email addresses with it and get your newsletter sent to you without revealing your own. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's. I've never used that feature. But I just heard James talk about, like I said, I was using Feedly and I didn't have any problem with it. And I think, you know, reader is a little more expensive than Feedly, but there's some really cool filtering. Like I can say, show me Lewis, not Jerry kind of stuff. You can do mm-hmm. like, show me podcasting, not Gimlet or whatever kind of stuff. So there we go. Kyle says she married the keyboard elf and moved to moved to Pepperidge Farms. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All the things that you hear on Ask the Podcast. Yeah. Coach. So great. What I've been doing this whole week is finding programs that I have and going, you know, I should probably learn how to use that. Mm. And we use Trello for this show. I do. I go in because some. I, I always try to find, like, if somebody goes, have you ever used Trello? And I'm like, what is it? Oh, it's really cool. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I need to go find something to use it on. 
And so this show is happens to be the thing I use with Trello. What's really cool is you can share it with people. So if you have a co-host and things like that, you can do that. I actually have part of, there's like a Trello course on, uh, there's an organizing your podcast course at the School of Podcasting. It goes over Evernote. It goes over Trello. And I want to say OneNote from Microsoft. And what's cool about this is you can make checklists. So I took on a new editing client. I don't do a whole lot of audio editing, but it was a friend of mine. She's like, look, I'm really busy. Can you, you know, you want to edit my stuff? And I'm like, okay, well, we we're on different time zones. We're both a little scatterbrained at times. And I was like, okay, we need some checklists and you can go in and make a checklist and then apply it. Every time there's a new episode, you say, okay. And so she goes in and says, uploaded the audio, made notes for Dave, told Dave about this. And then what's cool is when the checklist is over, you then just like I there's one that's like planning phase and then there's mm-hmm. like an editing phase and you just drag all the notes to that. And I was just like, I had no idea there were checklists in this thing. So there's all sorts of fun stuff. You know, if you have tools, now's a great time to to take the time to figure out like how to get the most out of them. Yeah. Even if you're not in some of those, even if you're not sharing with somebody else, it's kind of nice just for your own personal productivity to get some of that. You know, I, I go through a checklist and I've kind of got it in my head now, but yeah, I think it's a good idea to kind of just write down, like, what are all the steps that I do for this? If I were to ask somebody else to do this, what are all the things I'm doing? You also might want to think about what are all the things that I'm doing and how much time do they take generally to get them done and add it up at the end, right? When you, when you think about to circle back around to our ad conversation from the very beginning. Yeah. You know, just think about, okay, what's my time worth on this? If you're already working a job, and you, you have a certain hour, hourly wage, and the more you work there, the more you get paid. Then you compare that to your podcast. And yeah, I get it, you know, hobby, or it's just entertainment or whatever. I get, I get all that. But if we're thinking about it from an ROI perspective, it is probably not a bad idea to, you know, maybe over a couple of weeks to kind of keep track of your hours and just go, what am I spending? If it's pure entertainment and that ruins it for you, then don't do it. Like, you know, just, just don't do it. Right. But if, it may be a, gr- a great exercise during a time like this, just to kind of inventory like, hey, this is taking this long and it's taking me this long to edit. And I'm assuming, you know, right, just to get some idea, add that thing up, put it in a spreadsheet, whatever. There's those there's even those productivity tools, those little cubes. And you can and it's more it's different. It's more than a cube, but you can assign different tasks to different parts of the cube. And when you flip it, it will automatically start keeping track for you. It's kind of a great way to kind of, you know, you get eight, eight or 10 tasks you can be tracking at yeah. any certain time. Even some of those kind of productivity tools kind of help you figure out like, where am I spending all my time? I've, I've mentioned this on the show here a couple of times. I cannot sit down and produce my podcast from beginning to end in mm-hmm. one shot. I need to, I need to do it in bits. Like I'm to the point now where it's like, if I try to do that in a one, one hour or in a one shot block, I get super disengaged with it and I don't want to do it. And I'm having a little block today, as a matter of fact, like after six weeks of sitting down here in this place, I started doing my podcast last night and I was like, I don't want to do this right now, Yeah, you know, and I just couldn't get motivated. I went down the YouTube rabbit hole and just lost, kind of lost a bunch of time to that. So I'm not as far along in the process today. And as soon as we're done here, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. It's beautiful out there. I'm going to go mow the lawn. I'm, you know? th- I'm thinking of going to a park. Because we have, you know, part, and I thought, you know, take a mask open. I think so. Okay. I I have to, I might have to double check on that. Yeah. I know they were originally, like they closed everything. I don't know if they did like a double secret probation, close the parks thing, but I'm with you. It's like, it was 50 yesterday and I'm walking around the neighborhood and the whole nine yards. You're talking about tracking your time and I can't find it. It's usually in my. Oh, there's, there's a free service. And of course you can pay for it that will, you can go in and see you spent three hours on YouTube. You spent four hours in Microsoft word and blah, blah, blah. Here's a a quick question from Kim. I'm looking for a piece of equipment to supply power to a cloud lifter to which I actually didn't know they made these things, but I saw Bandrew had one. I've never heard of this. It's an Amazon choice for whatever that means. It's 18 bucks. So what you would do is you would plug the cloud lifter into this and then plug this into whatever you're plugging into the computer. 
because Bandrew had it was an old video of Bandrew. He did not have a hat on, and he was testing a USB uh, XLR to USB cable, and it only worked basically with a dynamic microphone. And then he said, "Oh wait, if you use a phantom power supply, you can plug in the condenser microphone." But then it peaked all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of like hmm. So. Yep. Yep. Old musicians, J- uh, Jason Bryant in the chat room, old musicians call those direct boxes. They've been around a long time. They're yeah. not, they're not, they're not new. Um, a bang says cheap ones can ca- add, add noise to the line. Yeah. They can, which kind uh, of most defeats the whole purpose of the cloud. Level. It kind of does kind of does most mixers, most good mixers, most mixers have them built in. So they have a phantom power switch in them. You may not, if you don't know that, just look, it'll say 48 V on yeah. there. And if you click that, it'll add phantom power. Don't have your earbuds in when you push that button. Yeah. <laughs> it'll pop for you. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Most, and then kind of know what your, your microphone takes. Does it need it? If it doesn't need it, don't turn it on. Yeah. But the cloud lifter does. That's the problem. No, right. No, no, right yeah. on. Right. I'm just thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. Somebody who's looking at their mixer and they've got this, this, ATR oh, yeah. 2100 and they're like oh fan of power something new now it won't ruin anything yeah. but it it will pop and it's it's you don't need it yeah jeremy asks has anyone watched any virtual conventions with podcasters and youtubers i'm thinking of putting one on in place of a convention in my genre that will likely be canceled yeah. this summer yeah, yeah. I, they canceled comic-con i know joe pardo is doing one about every two weeks he keeps you know doing them and, and from what i hear they're they're good they're they're small which is kind of like you know, Joe's whole thing is like creating kind of niche little meetings. And he did one for podcasting and people showed up and he also got sponsors. I think that might be the other thing. Joe's like, Hey, wait a minute. I'm not paying for a hotel. I'm not paying. And I don't mean this in a mean way. I'm not paying my speakers and I can get sponsors more money for me. Why wouldn't he do it? He's just got to do the organization of finding the speakers and vetting the speakers. So it's not like he's not working for it, but He's got people showing up and he's getting sponsors. So why not? So Banks got a clarification on that oh. in there. Hit, throw up his comment. So that's not it. Uh, no, they kind of move on you. Sometimes you go to click them and they move on you. He says uh, external phantom power supplies are not direct boxes. Yeah, they're not. Direct boxes make cables balanced for longer runs. So some clarification on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's in here. Boy, the chat room's going crazy. It uh, is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was looking for. Rescue time is the tool I use that runs in the background. And you're like, wait a minute. I spent like, you know, 27 hours on YouTube last week. It is, man. I haven't said the word direct box in a long time. We used to, I was in a band, right? This is, you know, in, and we would have a long, we had a long set back to the, the soundboard and we'd use direct boxes to connect those two. And I haven't said that word in forever. That's bangs is right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I went up to find Banks' old comment, and in the meantime, 37 comments came in. Yeah, so what is, who's, see, there we go. See, they're they're talking amongst themselves. This is actually, somebody asked, why should I start a Facebook group? And I am looking into Mighty Networks. After the last episode I did of the School of Podcasting, these guys set up a thing called Mighty Networks. And it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting because part of me, I, I've had other, but those were forums. Those were different. They weren't apps. And it was ugh, eight years ago. But he's got, I want to join his community just to see what's going on. But sometimes starting a Facebook group is, yes, you get to communicate with them, but you also want to see what is your audience talking about amongst themselves, which is half the fun of uh, the chat room here. Mighty's been, Mighty's been working it hard, by the way. They have been over the last couple of years. They, and they, they do a lot of communication. They do a lot of training. They communicate with you every week. Some people call that spam, but they, they, it's, it's not bad. I mean, they're, they're hustling over there. So they're really trying hard. I think those are the old Ning work uh, network that they, that they bought. Yeah. That they took over at one point in time. It's been around a long time. Well, I, that platform is not new. When I went and looked at it and saw what they did, I was like, Ooh, I'm not moving anytime soon. But if yeah. I was moving off a platform for the school of podcasting, hmm. Cause you can, I put, think they have a membership, right? They have a membership platform. They have a membership saying in courses, it's like 80 bucks. So yeah. I'm paying 99 yeah. now a month for the right. school of podcasting right. with thinkific. Um, do most conventions not pay their speakers? No, at least not in my travels. They don't, you know, I get paid. No. In, I get paid keynote. in exposure. Yeah. yeah the, keynote. the keynote does. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of times they'll, well, I take that back. I never pay for a ticket. 
You you usually get a free right. ticket. If you're lucky, you might get a hotel, which usually is not what they're going to pay for because that's expensive. They they might pay depending where you're coming from a flight and things like that, or they'll pay for your food. But in almost all all cases, it's always you get a free ticket in if you can just get yourself here. And then from there, you can try to negotiate. But there are some, they're like, yeah, don't, no, don't ask. This is free ticket. That's it. You want to speak? Here it is. And so for me, it's always been, I mean, I love speaking. My background's in teaching. So I like to get up and and talk. But for me, it's always the hallway track and just the fact of, of, again, going where my audience is and listening to what they're talking about. So. You know, it's interesting as we think about this, the new world of where conference in-person conferences don't exist for however long that lasts, whatever that is, yeah. they'll probably come back. But let's just say it's the next couple of years. And the, there's a whole industry around keynote speaking. I mean, there, are, there, there's a keynote speakers take up. It's a job. That's what they do. Right. Yeah. They, they do all kinds. They write books to make sure they get invited to be keynotes and they they make the circuit and they do all these things. And it's interesting, you go to a conference and you hear kind of a big keynote and to hear them in person is one set of motivations. If they took that keynote speech and put it online and made it a YouTube video, you may, at least for me, I may not be as inclined to even listen to it. Like there's something about being in person and maybe being forced in quotes or the opportunity, the only opportunity is to be there in the moment where you know, once now, once that keynote speech competes with everything else in the pool, does it have, does that keynote speaker have the same kind of uh, draw or attraction? And so I think this is going to, this is going to shake up that or could shake up this, this industry, hard to call it an industry, but this area of keynote speakers, and they're going to have to adapt and adjust because I've heard stories of people who had you know, dozens of these lined up for the next six months yeah. and they've all been canceled. And by the way, those keynote get, speakers get paid pretty well. I mean, they make a living yeah. off of it. Right. Yeah. And so talk about an industry that dried up in overnight. Wow. You know, and they just canceled. Like, I'm sorry, we can't pay you. You're, you know, we're not doing this thing. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting. Will that shift? Will, will, much like we've watched TV, you know, late night shows adjust, like it's been painful to watch them adjust. They're getting better. I wonder if this, in this keynote space, in this speaker space, if that'll, if that'll change. Well, here's the other thing is when I was a musician, there were some clubs that wouldn't let you play. Like they were kind of upset if you played another club that was close by because they're afraid that like, well, if you, if, if the audience goes and sees you at the club two miles away and then you come here next week, are they going to come back and see you again? And my answer was like, yeah, they like us, but there are some people like, eh, they, you're always going to have those people like, ah, I just heard those guys. I want somebody new. And mm-hmm. so I'm wondering now mm-hmm. if all these online summits come up, and I'll just use Pat Flynn because I would go anywhere to hear Pat Flynn speak. I like to, and Michael Hyatt, there's another guy I was like to listen to. But if they're on like every week, I mean, it's just Pat Flynn again. Right. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if they pick and choose where they go. I yeah. did want to hit um, a, a quick question about Ecamm. Gabrielle says here, does Ecamm automatically, automatically is the keyword here, break the audio into separate tracks when you're recording others via Skype? I know it's a setting. I don't know if it's on by default, but I know that you can definitely do that. That's one of the, the joys of Ecamm. And uh, and if you're on, if somebody says, I want to record interviews and I'm on Skype, depending on who your audience is, my answer is Ecamm because it's just, it's super easy. And if you get everybody off your Wi-Fi, Skype for me, I've never really had a huge problem with Skype. And if it ever did it, uh, it, it that thing. I just went, Hey, can you repeat that? Skype had a hiccup. So it was never that big a deal. And then, you know, if you, if you got the budget, go to Squadcast or whatever, but you know, but yeah, Dave says in the, the best part of in-person conferences is the hallway. And it's not the coffee though. Sorry, Dave. The coffee <laughs> at conferences is always bad. It is. It's not, listen, it's not, it's no perk. Like it is no coffee sponsored by ask the podcast coach, get your coffee pour sponsored right here. Ask the podcast slash sponsor yeah brendan says keynote speakers <laughs> are still charging for virtual events oh sure less but they're sure. still charging. yeah they got to eat okay know? but this is wrong though like if if you were worth ten thousand dollars live then that's that's uh, kind of you're you're still worth ten thousand dollars virtual that's like, it 
It's just because we go virtual doesn't mean things should get cheaper. That's the, that's not that, that, that equation doesn't work. The value is in your content, not the mode at which you get there. Yeah. The, the other thing to, to think about that, I, at least I've seen, and this is why it was like PodFest, because PodFest, like you have to hang out the whole week. I've seen some keynote speakers that are ninjas. Like they show up, they go appear on stage, they do their thing and they're gone. Like you never get to hang with them at all, you know? And then I wonder sometimes if, you know, if you got like, how's that going to work virtually? Like, how do you hang with somebody virtually? I haven't gone to a virtual conference yet. I just, to me, I'm like, I just, if, if there's going to be a replay, why yeah. do I need to watch it live? Well, but yeah. then you're never going to watch the replay. Like that's a good most point. people don't, right? Most people don't go watch the replay. Yeah. Uh, and then it's, Brandon yeah. has a great point. He goes, most keynotes have their own podcasts. So and maybe, yeah, man, many, of always, them, yeah. many of them don't. Well, well and some of them, do. I mean, it, it's a, it's a tricky industry, right? And it, there's no set, there's no set dollar amount. There's no set method. It depends on how no, you negotiate it. It depends on how bad they want you. It depends how bad yeah. you want the gig. Like, it's, it's super fluid. So there's no, there, there really are no rules on this, right? You know, certainly keynote speakers, if they're making a living off of it, have to justify what they're doing. And, and if, you know, again, they're a draw, maybe I, I never, I, I, Dave, I don't know if I've ever gone to a conference because of a keynote. That's the thing. No. If they're, if they're the draw, I'm always going podcast movement. I don't really give a rip who's the keynote speakers. I'm going because, I want to hang out with friends, right? That's why I go to conferences. But maybe maybe they still are a draw. Maybe people make that decision to come because of that. I think that's almost more of a branding thing at times. Like yeah. if I see, like, especially if they get somebody I know. So many times they're like, and the keynote speaker is Sven Gunn. Like who? You know, so, and we got Brendan coming in. There he is. What's going on, buddy? Good, good, good. So I've uh, run a couple different events, uh, yeah. podcasting and geek related, like, you see Spider-Man over my yeah. shoulder over there. So a lot of times keynote speakers and I've, we've dealt with this for a couple of things. They, they, they're charging you for their time. There are these people who have figured things out, right. And their time is worth a million dollars. And if you're going to be sitting in a room with a bunch of people, that's time that they could be doing something else. Right. And so really that's everyone that I've talked to that I've had to pay to bring to an event it's because they're giving up an entire day or weekend or something like that it's not because they have information out there but you know virtual these virtual events it's sticky it's hard people so, aren't excited about them the yeah but Brandon, let me argue with you on that one not not in a bad kind of way because I, I i but i disagree in the sense that every conference wants that keynote they've got a sticky there's something that keynote is bringing that's unique to, to that speaker. They've written a book on something They're They've published some things there. They, I think conferences think people are going to come, they're going to see that and go, Oh, this guy or gal is interesting. I want to come hear that. Yeah. So I, I, I do think, yeah, charging by the hour or whatever for their time is a way of them for monetizing it. But I think the whole purpose they're there is for the content Otherwise, they could just hire me to come up there, but they don't because I don't like people don't. There's no name recognition. Here's the right? secret. You know? There's you have to get really big before there's name recognition. Yeah. We've dealt with some yeah, yeah. really right big on. names. Like I've, I've dealt with Dave Jackson. He, he actually sold tickets. So. That guy's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> I know. No, right on. Well, it's complicated. And, and it depends on how good of a negotiator you are. And it depends on how you sell your brand yeah. as to what, you know, I know some keynotes are a flat dollar amount. Like, hey, if I if I step up on the stage, it's forty thousand dollars. Well, there there were some podcast events that one group of podcasters turned down a hundred thousand dollars. So three podcasters, hundred thousand dollars for an evening of their time, and they said, "No, we've got better things to do." Well, if they do, good for them. If if they can make that kind of money doing something else, then that that's got to raise the price, right? And you know, maybe they were maybe they were like, "Oh, I don't know about that guy. We're gonna we're gonna do something else." But I think it is. It's about putting butts in the seats. And to a certain extent, when I see keynotes, especially if I recognize them, 
it kind of gives validity to the whole conference. And I'm like, wait a minute. So they got, you know, Joe Rogan and and Mark Maron are going to be speaking at this thing. I'm like, this must be like a legit thing because those guys don't do that. Now, if you're going to get Joe Rogan, I, I know people that have tried to get Joe Rogan to speak. Joe doesn't come out of his bunker unless you're throwing like truckloads of cash at him because right he's got a can yeah because he can right and so it's not it's not worth his time there's a lot of other things he can be doing i i always i'm i'd run a conference without keynotes i i think the keynote speech is kind of worthless in a lot of ways but then Every conference I go to and I say that, I'm like, all right, I go to the keynote and I get done and I'm like, oh, that was really good. Yeah, like, I'm glad. <laughs> so maybe I'm just a skeptic. Yeah. See, um, G- Gabrielle says, I love podcast movement. The keynotes have blown me away. Yeah, I've seen some good ones. Have not blown me away. No, not blown me I, away. I've, I've seen two when I watch the yeah. replays that I go, wow, that was 20 minutes of my life. I can't get back. The NPR guy uh, was a podcast movement last time, and I forget his name. I went in super skeptical, and it was towards the end, I think. And I came out going, oh, okay, that was actually worth my time. There was a few things in there that were really, really interesting. He was actually a really good speaker. So it's maybe some of that's me. (laughs) You know, maybe I'm just a skeptic along those lines of keynotes. So if you guys, Dave, you said you haven't gone to a virtual event yet. What would make you go to to a virtual event? Because... That's that's where I'm at with some some fan type events that have been canceled. And it's like, well, yeah, we could do the entire programming schedule that they had been planning on. Most everyone's a podcaster that was going to be there. So it's not going to be hard to jump on StreamYard. But why would you go? It's got to be. Super specific content. Like if I look at that and go, ooh. I do want to know how to, I don't know, whatever. But if it's like, you know, how to start a podcast, how to grow your audience, how to, you know, blah, blah, blah. But if it was like how to grow your audience by 10x using blah, 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 like specific, like here's what you can do to do this kind of thing. Because I I know I have, I they sent them out last week, the recordings to PodFest. And I know there's at least two I want to listen to about storytelling because I love storytelling. It's again, how to make good content. It's hard. Yeah. But other than that, I, that I can't think of, I'll go look at the titles, but you know, if there is a way to network online, that's the, I guess that's the part that I'm missing. I, I think the problem here is that we're trying to superimpose an in-person concept virtually. And that never, ever, yeah. ever works. Like that's like, you know, when you, when the computer, when the f- computers first came out and you get a book and they tried to replicate the uh, the book. So you'd turn the page and the thing would flip and make a little bit, make a little sound. We didn't need that. And it was just this weird conversion of going from physical to digital. I think we have to completely rethink kind of the concepts of like what works digitally and then how do we set up some things around that to, to make it work? So gathering everybody in a room for one big keynote, main like, hey, we're all going to watch this together and we're just going to stream that. Well, that's called YouTube. And we do that all the time. And I don't know if I need to come to a conference to do that. So maybe I'm not saying this is right, but maybe we ditch the idea of a keynote for these kinds of digital conferences. And they, be, they begin to do things that capitalize on the strengths of this digital form like we're doing right now, Dave. We have an audience. We have a chat room. We're able to take live questions. We're able to do it this way. That takes that makes the best out of the digital and, and is interactive. Like, why do yeah. people come back every Saturday? I, yeah. I still don't know why, but thank you for doing it. We've been doing it for five years and people still keep coming back. It's obviously engaging a certain group or a certain person. Yeah. So, you know, just let's not replicate what was done live just and then do it digital. Let's come up with new ways that are a little more engaging. Yeah, See, Car- that's that's exactly where I'm at. So, yeah, Carrie's saying it has to be information I can't get elsewhere. And that's what I'm kind of worried. If we have an online event every other week, like what has changed in the past two weeks that somehow there's new information? We do it every, we do this every week here. What's changing for us? Yeah. Like that's a good point. People still come Yeah, because it's community. Yeah. Uh, This is why people come. It's because it's community. Yeah. But then how do you get somebody to go school of podcasting uh, or ask the podcast coach is an hour of your daily virtual summit right and then you've got another you say you got the new media show in it's the community overlaps a little bit but it's hard to get them to stick to move from one to the other whereas a big conference yeah. you can have three different tracks Everybody going on and yeah. yeah they can buffet and pick and choose their 
yeah. their topics where it's I like, know. no, we're going to put this on rails, but I'm going to jump out and I'll let you guys keep talking about this. Hey, or thanks whatever for you jumping in. Yeah, great, to, great to meet yeah. you. Yeah, you too. Yeah, thanks for listening. Appreciate yeah, and, it. And if you're working with a program that, that Brandon is running, like, wow, a guy did that. He was the guy behind the Utah Podcast Summit. Oh, and makes cool. you, makes you feel like a king and like yeah, yeah really good stuff. Yeah, seems like a, seems like a super nice guy. Yeah, like uh, I'd invite him to be my, to be a keynote, but I'll never do it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll never have a keynote. So Craig is saying, wasn't I involved in Yanni's online summit a few years ago? Yep, I, I'm kind of. Here's the problem. This sounds whiny. Yanni, Yanni, like the musical guy, or no, no, uh, <laughs> Jan, Jan, Jan's. Oh, just kidding. Just he's kidding. from. Uh, he's super. He's into jazz music. He's really into the monetization part. A really nice guy. Can Yanni Lunga? Something. Um, super nice guy and super knowledgeable. But I kept getting involved in summits. And it's like, hey, we're doing this online summit, blah, blah, blah. Bring your stuff. You get paid in exposure. And we all promote it. Hundreds of people show up. And then the organizer turns around and goes, hey, I'm launching a podcast course. And I'm like, mother, what? I'm like, yeah. wait, huh? I'm like, so I just brought my audience so you can sell them my product. I'm like, hmm, I didn't know that going in. So now I, I am, and that's where I kind of screwed up when Joe had his podcast conference, Joe Pardo. I was kind of like, am I going to get email addresses out of this or something? I was like really in a what's in it for me thing. And because I was kind of, which wasn't really fair because like Joe's like Santa Claus. I think I've mentioned this here before. Like I should, I should just trust Joe. I've worked with Joe for years, but on the other hand, if you haven't noticed what's Joe doing, he's now promoting a podcast course he has. And I'm like, mm. so yeah. I will still work with yeah. Joe. He's a great guy, but it's, it's that happened to me like multiple times. And I was kind of like, I'm kind of tired of getting paid in exposure. So there's a part of me that's a little cynical on that now. Well, you got to say no. I yeah. mean, that's the thing. You got to start saying no to some of those things. This is the hard part when you've, when you're trying to break in and you're taking every opportunity and you're, you know, you're, you're guest hosting and you're, yeah. you're guests on other people. Like you get in this mode of like giveaway, 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 right? And that's not bad, right? But it's just a mode. And it's hard to make that switch to, and to trust to say, no, I actually, I need to get paid for this. And that feels super awkward for a lot of people, but you have to trust that it'll, it'll, it'll change over. Like when you start saying, no, I, you, you need to pay me for this. And that's hard. That's a hard, that's a hard thing to do. The other thing I did is there was, I was part of something last year and it was a ton of everybody's throwing in a course for free and you can get it, get the like 27 courses for 39 bucks. And I tracked those people like, yeah. and I got a lot of people that signed up for my audacity course for free. And how many of them converted to members of the school of podcasting? Zero, yeah. not a one. And I went, yeah. huh? And that's yeah. what, it's just a matter of like, let's, you know, this, oh, exposure and you're going to get your name. And I'm like, mm. like, but in the end, like, what's the goal but here? But you don't know. That could have been different. Yeah. Brandon says, well, one of my current events I'm working on, we're, we're paying people a percentage of the ticket sales. Yeah. And that's actually, I mean, maybe that's a different model because, okay, so, you know, you're, you're, it's different than exposure in the sense that now you're incenting the speakers who are coming, they're putting them in the right uh, light to say, hey, share this thing. Because if they're going to make more based yeah. on ticket sales, then they're going to be more, they're going to be more incented to do it. Then just That's opposed it. to, hey, just come and speak. And then you're like, well, I don't really, I mean, I'm just going to come. It's, I'm, you know, it's exposure. So I'm not going to do much to promote it. When all of a sudden you, you're making three or four or 5% of the, of the gate. Yeah. Well, that yeah. all of a sudden your motivation changes a little bit. Right? Yeah. Jeremy says for an online event, I think the hook would be that people were planning on being at the event that weekend and there'd be some way of getting together virtually, even if it's just a chat room. Yep. Try to try to recreate that, that hallway thing. We know this. We know this works. Yeah. Like we know this. This format works. So. Yep. Randy says some smaller groups are growing closer together by being online because the fronting has dissipated. And how cool was it that the NFL folks in their own? I didn't watch how any of the you? NFL draft. Did oh, you? okay. You do. You need to go back and watch some of the YouTube of it. So it's an exercise in, in what happens when really rich people want to outdo each other in podcasting or in a studio mm. or in like live streaming. Right? right. So a few of them decided like a few of them caught on to this. Some of them were like, Oh, I'm just going to do this from my desk and a webcam and whatever. 
But a few of them are like, we're really going to amp this thing up. <laughs> and so they had, you know, they had a big wide camera shot. They put it in their living room. One of the guys, you know, had his couch, but he had dual screens on his coffee table with the, with his, with a big like 70 inch TV up there and <laughs> nice. shot out a window. I knew this thing was lit. I mean, it had right. to be, the whole thing had to be lit for this to work. But, and he had a fire going in the fire pit in right. the backyard and it was, it was beautiful. And it was like, oh, this is what it could look like. Yeah. So I think the draft could have a massive effect on what we see from a studio perspective going forward. You know, the mainstream, like ESPN, ripped off podcasting. They just made better studios is what yeah. they did. They weren't they weren't over the top, but they were basically our studios with some professional stuff put in it. They used our microphones. They did all those kinds of things, right? Now, the, the NFL, now when you start throwing millions of dollars at this thing, trust me, if they do a virtual draft again, it's going to be a completely different. I mean, if you want to think about over the top, you're going to have these players setting up these stages of of a studio for themselves to because they're on, you know, for whatever, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, yeah. whatever, 30 seconds. But they're this may be one of the most watched things that's going on right now because the NFL figured out how to do this. Like. Hello at Major League Baseball. Hello, NBA. Watch what the NFL is doing. Again, you missed the boat on this. And so it's 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 really cool. You should go back and just don't don't worry about the picks, but watch Roger Goodell and what he's doing. So he gets up there with with uh with the pick, and behind him is a big screen of a whole bunch of the fans from that city cheering for this. Mm. this selection right you can't hear them but you can see them they're like eh, you know yeah. in the background he makes the announcement they cut to this to the athlete who's at home who they've got a camera in there for and they so they show that whole thing at home and on the phone and cheering and they cut over to the coaches and the, you know again the various coaches it was funny bill belichick left and left his dog in the chair <laughs> Good old Bill Belichick. You just got so. Anyways, I think there's some <laughs> lessons to to, to <laughs> there's some lessons to be learned by oh, watching and studying what the NFL did. And you know, here's the thing about that. Yeah, they knew it was coming. Yeah, and they planned it. And granted, they did. They did. you know, when when the initial you know shutdown happened, we all kind of got caught off guard. You know, if we weren't paying attention. But these guys are like, all right, here's what's coming. You know, oh, one thing Banks says here, something in the chat room about time for Patreon. If you haven't well, heard. Well, we're a, a model. He was referring to a model of getting paid keynotes and stuff. Yeah. Like another thing, Patreon laid off 13% of their staff this week. Mm. And I went, oh, there's that's what happens when you add a little competition. I don't know. They didn't really say why. People are talking about why they're here. This is kind of fun. Dave says, I've always listened to Ask the Podcast Coach every weekend. But when COVID canceled the soccer season, hey, I got my Saturdays back. This is great. Yeah. So it's um, we're glad we're glad you're here. Glad we can entertain you for an hour and a half. Yeah. Kim says, you know, last time I checked exposure does not pay rent. Let's see. R Randy says at the bottom, he says, I thought that it was way better than the in-person draft. You know, the in-person draft had gotten to be kind of that spectacle, like the Oscars or right. Some of those big stage lighting, everybody in one place, yeah. you know, that kind of deal. And it was done really, really, really well. But OK, we can't do this this year. And 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 again, I think the NFL, you know, if we look at the, the I went, if we look at the four big ones, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball and and National, the hockey, hockey league, what's it called? NHL. There yeah. Well, the three failed, one succeeded in this. The yeah. NFL is going to the NFL is going to win through this. Everybody else had been falling all over themselves. Like, where is Major League Baseball? Where are it's spring? Where are they? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's interesting. And, you know, if I was going to hold a draft, you know who I would draft? Who? I would draw our awesome my, subscribers. Our awesome subscribers. There we go. Yeah. yeah. We're talking. Sorry. Sorry. I wasn't quite ready for that. <laughs> well, I just looked down. I'm like, holy cow, we're almost out of time. Um, uh, still, oh, have the, wow. still have the teacher's pet open. If you need, uh, you get basically one hour of one on one consulting with me in the month at a discounted rate. But I always like to thank the $20 supporters like Greg at DebtShepherd.com, Glenn the Geek Hebert over at HorseRadioNetwork.com, Josh Rivers at PodcastGuyMedia.com. Max Trescott at AviationNewsTalk.com, Shane at Spybrary.com, Carl White at LifeInTheCarolinasPodcast.com, and Kim Cradgee at Toastmasters101.net. 
And of course, Ed, I keep saying that he's new. He's not new. We talked about this last week, but I didn't update the slide. Ed Sullivan, if you're looking for an editor for your show, check out soniccupcake.com. I love that name. And uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And, uh, and and if you'd like to dethrone Ed as the newest yeah. subscriber and get that extra special attention, because right. Dave apparently never changes those slides once they get set up. <laughs> If you if you like to dethrone Ed, jump onto Patreon and support Dave at twenty dollars. We'll, we'll, we'll even we'll play the new, we'll play the new music. We'll give you the a new sponsor. As you know, oh, that's I like it. Yeah, yeah no, right on. There you go. Good opportunity. But in the post show today, we're going to bring up a topic, and that is uh, podcast focus groups. I'm obsessed mm. with this idea. Mm. Mm. So we'll, we'll talk about, I don't want to start that now cause we've got like four minutes left, but I do want to thank the, the chat room for, for hanging around. And if you do have more questions, we're going to be here for about another half hour and uh, feel free to uh, jump on in and ask the podcast coach.com slash join. I'll go ahead and start the music. We'll just end early. Jim, what's coming up with the, with the average guy.tv calling an audible. You're like, Omaha, Omaha <laughs> on that. But we it's just, I'd love, just love to say Omaha. We uh, have Aaron Lawrence back. She's a big super fan and a Canadian blogger. She came back in and we reviewed a bunch of stuff about kind of working, you know, working from home. So we got, we talked about, laptops and lighting and technology some fun stuff too she's into the van life so it's it'll be posted later on this weekend i'm not sure whenever i get to it at the average guy.tv nice and i'm going to throw this here i i did not know this we might talk about this auto mixing has been coming to software hindenburg journalist just added magic levels and waves just released oh, nice. a playlist writer hmm. nice yeah have to check this out on the school of podcasting you know this i'm in one of those situations again i think i might do Everything is pod, I think might be the subject because I've interviewed the guy from pod it. I've been playing with pod page and there was another thing I had that started with the word pod. And I'm like, that might be a nice little way to put it all together that, or I might do an episode of mistakes people make that they regret years later, like not writing down the password to feed burner. Oh, and then they're like, how yeah. do I get back in? I'm like, you're kind of screwed. Because I've, I've got a list of about four or five of those that I started. I, that's one of the things I do in Evernote is I will put down like, hey, this is an idea. And then I just keep my eyes open for it. I think I've got like four items that people do, like not adding categories. If I could go back in the school of podcasting, I would put categories on my website. Mm. Like this one's about promoting your show. This one's about gear. This one's about blah, blah, blah. But uh, so tune in. And find out what Dave figured out what he was going to talk about on the schoolpodcasting.com. And for the chat room, stick around. We've got some post show coming right up. <laughs> 